Hey everybody, this is the S-Man. Look, I'm just dropping into the feed because what I'm going to do this time is I'm going to drop a little special edition here for you. This is actually a couple of episodes from my other podcast that I know you will love. It's called the S-Anthony Thomas Show. It's popular, just like this is popular, but sometimes you have audience for one that didn't hear the other one and some audience from the other one that didn't hear this one. So, here's some good stuff for you to listen to. You will love it. Trust me. Okay? Cool. Check it out. Hey everybody, how are you doing? I am back. You are back. This is the S. Anthony Thomas Show, episode number 151. Uh, let's just get right into it. You know, I, I'm not a parent, but I'm an uncle. And I'll be honest with you, I'm a pretty damn good uncle. Everybody will tell you that. I have lots of nieces and nephews. And I'll tell you this, my friend. There's something weird about the, the title uncle. Now, in your family, it's cool because I had some cool uncles and I am, of course, a cool uncle. But in the real world, people latch on to that term a little bit too much. It's overused. Like when, they, when people call everybody a genius and you start going, you know, he's just kind of good at something or she's just kind of good at something. Let's kind of hold off onto the genius thing until they're actually doing something that other people just can't do. If there's 55 people that can do it as well as you, you're not a genius. OK, calm down. And it's the same thing with uncle. Stop calling everybody uncle. I have nieces and nephews. And if you're not one of them, don't be calling me uncle. When I was a kid, it was kind of weird when you would see like a lady who was divorced or the husband died or the husband just ran off or some crap like that. And she'd have a guy that would come come over. Right. And she expected the kids to call that guy uncle. Uncle Frank. Right. But the kid has a concept of uncle. Because you have siblings. He actually has actual uncles. Your three brothers. So he calls them uncle. And I was got to call this guy uncle. The guy that shows up three days a week. Right? Hands you some punk toy he got from the gas station as a kid. Right? And then all of a sudden y'all go into the back room and you turn on some loud music for an hour. And then he walks out putting his with his belt buckle open and you're smiling. And I'm supposed to call him uncle. That ain't an uncle. Because I would hope that my other three uncles, my real uncles, would not be doing that because that would be really weird. So I'm going to call him Mr. Frank. If you marry him, guess what I'm going to call him? Mr. Frank. And if you marry him for a long period of time and he's extremely good to me and extremely good to you, I might throw a pop in there every once in a while or a pop of Frank. Right. If he's good to you for like 10 years straight, then I'll call him dad. But that's the deal. OK, so you, sir, put your pants on and get out of my mama's house, Mr. Frank. And that's all you get, punk. <laughs> because that's what the weird, it's just a weird thing. And the funny thing about it is when you get to a certain age, you become an involuntary uncle to people that you don't even know. You're not a dad. Nobody says dad, but they definitely say uncle. I had street dudes calling me unk. You know, when I started, when I got into my 40s, street dudes started calling me unk because they knew who I was, right? They knew I was no threat to them. They knew I wasn't going to do anything bad to them, but I'd catch me at the Chinese food store. And if you live in the Northeast anywhere, down in Philly, up here in New Jersey, up in New York, there's these corner stores that are Chinese food stores. You know, you know, there's no place to sit down. There's a counter, there's, there's plexiglass, a bulletproof glass. You order your Chinese food, you stand there, right? And then they give you your Chinese food, you pay and then you leave. But you're there for about seven to 12 minutes or longer, depending on whether or not you called beforehand and ordered your Chinese food or whether you just stopped off and it was kind of an impulse buy. You know, I need some General Souls chicken. 
uh, it's no, that's not that many people. And I'm going to run in there real quick and grab me some general souls chicken. How long is it going to take? Now, it could take a long time because other people could have called. You could look in there and see two people standing there, but it might be 15, 16, 20 orders in front of you. And hopefully that's not the case. But if it is the case, you're already out of your car, you're already parked, you already got your money in your pocket, and you're ready to eat, and your stomach is already getting ready for that General Souls chicken and that homemade iced tea that you're going to drink when you get it. Yeah. And if they take a long time, you might even order some one of them scoops of ice cream that costs way too much. But what the heck? I'm already here. You know what I'm talking about. If you live in the Northeast quarter, <laughs> I don't know about the rest of the country, even though I've traveled to some of it. So you're standing there, the general souls chicken, and I would like a homemade iced tea. You want the ice cream? Uh, this is going to take a long time. That why you said you want to want ice cream. Yeah, I just want to know if you want ice cream, sir. I'll take it when I leave. Okay, no problem, sir. Right. And you see a couple some street dudes in there and you think that something's going to go down. Maybe something's going to go down and they start arguing. They haven't gone to their waistbands yet. They haven't stuck their hands in their pockets yet. They're starting to get louder and louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. And they're starting to be aggressive. They're starting to circle each other. And I'm going, I just want my general so chicken, my homemade iced tea and the chocolate ice cream that costs three times too much. Dag nab. But I don't want no bullets. I didn't order any bullets. I look at the menu. Nope. Bullets are not on the menu. Didn't order them. Don't want them. Right. And attention gets high. Right. And normally you don't want to say anything. Maybe you just want to leave. But I can't leave because these two jackasses are by the door. <laughs> yeah, I just said my first curse word on the podcast. So what? Shut up. All right. It's not that bad of a curse word. <laughs> and it was necessary because that's what I that's the word that was going through my mind. And that's how that's how tense it was. If they were fighting in the back part of it, it would have been fine. If they were fighting anyplace else, it would have been fine. But, oh, man, they're right by the door. I can't cut between them. You ever seen two cats standing there staring at each other? Right? And any movement, but any movement, even if a leaf moves, they just go, and they start fighting. I was afraid if I made a move, they would be startled a little bit, and then they would go through their waistband and get the blast. And then, as you know from watching the news, these dudes can't shoot. Right? So they're getting into it, man. They're circling each other. And one of them bumps into me and he says, sorry about that old head. Yeah, sorry, old head. We didn't mean to get you in the middle of it. Now the tension is broken a little bit. And this is my opportunity. This may be my opportunity. This may be my chance to stop the gunfight that may happen because now I can see, yes, they do in fact have guns. Ooh. And I don't even remember what I said to him, but I said, uh, should I, should I make them laugh here? Would making them laugh be a good thing here? Because I may say something funny here. And I mean, that's what I've been doing for my entire adult life plus 10 months. But, and I know how to make strangers laugh, obviously, but should I do it here? Because if I'm wrong, they're going to probably go, oh, so you trying to be smart, huh? 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 You trying to be smart, huh? Why don't you mind your business? And then all of a sudden I got two dudes who are about to whoop each other down, whooping me down or shooting me. That's what's going into my head. Should I make these two chumps laugh? Should I do it? And I don't remember what I said. I usually, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't have to remember what I said. I've been doing this for a long period of time. I could just think of something in the moment. I forgot what I said. And I said, da, 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 da. Whatever I said, I said, I said, I'll take, the, I'll take the shot. You get one shot, one opportunity. Do you seize it or do you get bullets in your behind? <laughs> <laughs> I paraphrase them and I'm there. So what? Shut up. Back to the story. So I said whatever I said. And I look at him. 
<laughs> oh, here got jokes. <laughs> yeah, man, you funny. <laughs> they start laughing. And they fall into like a, they dap each other up over what I said to them. And then they realized they just dapped each other. They realized they were still mad, but I had already broken the tension. I'm like, okay, all I got to do is get, as soon as I get my General Souls chicken, I just want to get my General Souls, if I get my General Souls chicken, I just want my General Souls chicken, I want my homemade iced tea, and I want my way too expensive chocolate ice cream. Okay, so your General Souls chicken is ready, and here's your homemade iced tea, but we don't have chocolate. Oh, oh man, I turn around, and you don't have chocolate, no, we don't have chocolate, we don't have chocolate. But we have, let's see what we have back here. We have a, we have a vanilla with the chocolate in it. It has chocolate syrup in it. And we have cookies and cream. And we have strawberry. And we have, do you, do you want a, do you want a, uh, the one with, I said, give me the one, the, the vanilla with the chocolate syrup in it. Yeah, that'll be enough, you know. In the back of my mind, I'm going, I already know this is going to be like $87 for this crap. I mean, I'm just talking about the ice cream because there's you no know, so chicken. It's expensive, but. But it's in line with what I expected to pay. Same thing with the homemade iced tea. It's in line with what I expected to pay. But when you take the ice cream and you factor the amount they charge for the ice cream for just a cup of ice cream, like one of those little eight ounce cups of ice cream, if you extrapolate that to a to a gallon of ice cream, the gallon of ice cream would cost, I think, uh, fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> right. So I'm like, man, I just want to go home, man. You know, you escape death right here. Right. I get my General Souls ice cream. I walk up and he in the bag. I see the General Souls ice cream, a whole bunch of duck sauce, soy sauce, my, all the stuff that I normally have to walk back from the car back into the place to make him put in the bag. But he remembered. And he put. I was like, it's kind of weird that he remembered to put it in the bag. What the? Oh, man, there's a homemade icy tea in there. This one's actually dark. This is not one of the watered down ones that sometimes they give to people when they don't think they're paying attention, you know, because they try to save some money. I get it. Right, so I get a full homemade iced tea. It's not watered down. I get the General Souls chicken. It's a little heavier than normal. It's a little heavier. What the hell? Kind of pump, pop it up. This extra General Souls chicken in there. He actually threw in, uh, 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 instead of just the regular fried rice, he actually, oh, I'm sorry, re- uh, white rice. Not only did he throw in fried rice, but he threw in, um, home, uh, house special fried rice. You know, that's the one that has shrimp and chicken. All, all the things that, you know, it's all in there. So I'm looking at him. I'm like, hey, man. Uh, and then I looked and I noticed he had given me two ice creams. And I'm like, man, I'm not taking out. I'm not missing the car payment to, to get the two cups of ice cream. What the heck is this person doing? And I, I grabbed him. Hey, say, I said, say, you came in the wrong food. This he goes, no, I gave you some more food because I saw what you did there. They, they were going to fight in the store. And you got them. They Look at them. Look at them. They're, they're not fighting anymore. If you had not been here, they would have fought. And, you know. And uh, you really, you really saved us a lot of trouble. So I just wanted to thank you. I said, "Oh, okay, cool, thanks a lot, right?" And I took the bag. I said, "You sure?" He goes, "Yes." He says, "Says I'm, you know." I said, "Okay, cool, cool." So I'm walking out the store. Hey, old head man, was good. Good looking out, old head. Good looking out, yeah. Good looking out, old head. Yeah, you funny man. <laughs> they were laughing at what I said. They repeated what I said a couple times. He said, "Ha!" They repeated and they 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 they, they high fived each other, or whatever. After and then I walked out and got in my car. Put this food in the seat, turn the car, jigga, 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 jigga. turn the car on. Okay, my car doesn't go jigga, jigga, jigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I look back into the window, and as I'm about to turn the corner, they were looking at me and they're waving at me and giving me the thumbs up. 
you know, and it reminded me when I, in that moment, obviously because my nephews weren't going to shoot each other or beat each other up in a Chinese food store. It reminded me of when my nephews or my cousins or whatever would start to get into physical altercations because that's what kids do sometimes. And I would kind of step in and just say a couple words and calm them down. You know, when they were little babies, I'd pick them up and give them a kiss on the head. Bah, right. When they were teenagers, I dap them up. Right. And, and I was able to just do the uncle thing, which is what the uncle thing does, because you don't have to discipline the kids as much as the uncle. You can just come in. Have a good time. I mean, if they do something dumb, you got to you got to get in there, you get in their backside, you know, hey, 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 put it down, you know, but you know, and they take it real, really seriously when you do that, because normally you're not a disciplinarian because you don't have to be unless they're staying with you. Right. So they took So it's like, yo, so I realize it's basically, even though these were guys in their 20s who had guns on them, you know, and it wasn't like I was trying to help them. I mean, I was trying to help them, but I, I, let's be honest, it was really me trying to keep bullets out of my backside. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Let's just keep it real here. Right. But then I realized I had become an involuntary uncle to these two dudes. Right. You know, I had become an involuntary uncle to these two dudes. And it was weird that it had happened. You know, it happens sometimes. I remember, um, <laughs> this is, this is such a weird thing. And I, <laughs> because, you know, because sometimes you wind up solving a couple's argument because they look at you. Um, sir, could you, maybe you can solve this for us. And I'm like, Oh my God, I don't even know these people. And they have a, a and they're young. It's, they're, they're a young couple. They're like 21, 22 years old, you know, a few years younger than the two idiots that were going to shoot each other. And they ask you a question. And it's a really simple question. And I forgot, you, you, it's nothing. It's like, it's a problem that it really isn't. If you're an older person, it's the kind of thing that you would completely overlook. I've been in relationships in my twenties and thirties. And the thing that they were sitting there fussing about was the kind of thing that I and the lady that I would be in a relationship with who were and, and definitely now at 54, I wouldn't even, even have noticed the stuff that they were complaining about. Cause it's like, who cares? Right. You ever, you, you ever see guys in their forties, fifties and sixties and up, even when their bodies, even if they're a per, if they're an old guy whose body looks like crap, they don't give a crap. They walk out on the front lawn, right? Strike a match on their breast. Yeah, that's right. You know, they don't give a crap, right? Open up a beer bottle and they, they don't give a crap. Hey, you don't care what you do. I ain't shaving the hair off my nipples. It's just, I'm 67 years old. That's what happened. Shut up. Right. And I look forward to being that guy. Well, of course, I want to be in, I'm going to be in good shape by then, but you know what I'm saying, right? So they ask you the questions. You solve the problem for you. It's effortless and it's not a big deal. You feel proud of yourself, man. You lay, they're looking happy. I kept the guys shooting each other in the Chinese food store a couple of weeks ago. Today, um, ironically, in the same Chinese food store, didn't get no, didn't get any free stuff this time, but, uh, <laughs> solved that problem. And there was a guy. Oh my goodness. This is definitely a lockdown inadvertent uncle thing. And the guy was close to my age. He's complaining. I'm in the supermarket. He's complaining about his girlfriend. And I had exactly the same problem with the girlfriend. And I told him what I did, which had actually worked successfully. And I'm thinking I'm never going to see this guy again. And I'm I'm pretty sure that his problem is going to be solved the same way I solved my problem. And I told him what I did. And he goes, oh, okay, I'm going to try that, man. I'm going to try that. Right. And I go, okay, cool. I'm pretty sure he's going to be successful. I go back to the supermarket. And I used to go to the supermarket at the same time. And if you notice, if you do anything in the, at the same time, if you catch a bus at the same time, catch a train at the same time, you work in an office, you catch an elevator at the same time. If you go for a run at the same time, if you do anything at the same time, 
every time or most of the times, you'll notice that the people that are falling onto that schedule kind of become like a family to you. Right. After a while, you start to know about everybody's kids names, you know, about the, you know, their last names, you know, all this kind of stuff, little bits of information. And you start to build a relationship with you. Essentially, what happens is you haven't going upstairs to my office in an elevator family. You see the same seven people who get on the elevator at the same time. If you have to catch a bus or a train to work, you have your train car family. You usually stand in the same place when you catch a train. Everybody's people have well, creatures of habit, which means most likely the people standing next to you at that section of the train area are the same people that are standing there. And they see you and they stand closer to you because they're used to you and they don't identify you as somebody who's going to mug them on the train. So, of course, they stand around you and you have your train family. Right. You have your going for a run family. You have your coming outside to sweep the front of the house family. You have your I'm washing my car on a Sunday family. That's what happens. And he became part of my going to the supermarket to get food in the middle of the week family. Right. You do your big shopping. And if you're like anybody else, sometimes during the middle of the week, you do a little light shopping. You grab a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I ran into him and he comes up to me. Hey, man, that thing that you said, man, it worked, man. It worked, man. I'm like, great. Glad to hear it. And I'm thinking that's the end of it. Little did I know he, he did everything except come out with an eight by 12 legal binder with other problems in his life. <sighs> OK, sir, here's some other stuff that's wrong. This is happening with my mom and dad and this, that, and I'm going, uh, okay, come on, Unc. He called me Unc. He called me Unc. He's about four years younger than me, and he called me Unc. <sighs> okay, I, the, the odds of me running into him again, because I'm going to change when I go to the supermarket. I mean, I don't normally do that. I don't normally change my behavior, but I just don't feel like having this guy. He's literally following me around the supermarket asking me questions about things in his life. I don't know his name at this point, and he's calling me Unc. People are looking at us, and they think I'm actually his uncle because, you know, he's calling me Unc. Please stop calling me Unc, sir, please. I give him some more advice, right? And I cut... <laughs> this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing, but I did it. I got in line because he seemed to be doing more shopping than me. I grabbed half of the stuff I wanted. I get in line. I buy the stuff. I go, okay, man, take care. Okay, Unc. I get in my car, put, and I bought stuff that wasn't perishable. Got in my car, kind of squatted down. Four minutes later, he comes out. He gets in, this, he's, he gets in the car two cars away. He doesn't know my car look at this point, thank goodness. He drives off. What do I do? Get back out the car, go back in and finish shopping and realize, okay, he comes this time of day. I'm flexible. I can come at a different time of day. I can come at a different time of day. No big deal. <laughs> so I come about two hours early or uh, three hours earlier than I normally would because I just move my schedule around. Not a big deal. I go to the supermarket. Dun, dun, dun. His punk behind is in there again. He's now with his girlfriend. <sighs> He sees me and I'm going, well, since he's with his girlfriend, he's probably going to add here. They come now. You're the guy that told him to do the floopy floop. Yeah. Thank you. Because he, that was a really good idea because, you know, you give me off. Oh, that's great. Now they're both hugging me. OK, great. This hug is lasting a long time. This is this hug is now becoming uncomfortable. This hug is becoming uncomfortable. He stopped the hug. She's still hugging. OK, OK, OK. This is uncomfortable. I, I normally Okay, she's it's now she's okay. She's 
she's doing the shake hug now and her breasts are rubbing against my chest. I am really starting to enjoy this. I really need her to let go. Okay, that's fantastic. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, fantastic. All right. So I walk away and they're following me. And we were wondering, and now they, they, they both have out lists now. If they, I'm speaking metaphorically when I say list. They don't actually, he didn't actually have a list and she didn't actually have a list and he didn't actually have a list the first time. You knew I was speaking metaphorically, right? Of course you did. Back to the story. Story's almost over. And uh, they're literally, it's almost like they, they kind of sensed that I was going to go start going to another supermarket. <laughs> because I can't escape these two. And, which, of course, I did. And um, so it was almost like they almost intrinsically knew, psychically knew, spiritually knew they were never going to see me again. So they rattled off all the crap that was going wrong, and I'm rattling off answers. I'm not Dr. Phil. I have no training. I have just done a lot of things in life and fixed a lot of problems of my own, and they had similar problems for some reason. I gave them the solutions that I used, and then I did the same thing again. Bought half of the stuff I wanted to buy, got into the car, scrunched down, let them go buy, get back into the toy, buy some stuff. Six months goes by. Six months. Six months later, I run into him at another supermarket that I'm going to. Hey, man, I've not seen you in a while. I'm going, hey, what's going on? He walks up to me. Hey, uncle. Hey, man. Yeah, I'm glad I've seen you, man. I'm moving out of town, man. I'm like, oh, really? Really? Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> that's what I said. That's not what I thought. <laughs> we are married now and everything's great. Thank you, man. And he does the uncomfortable hug and they, 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 ah, there he is. She comes in. She gets the, does the uncomfortable hug again. This hug actually lasted way longer than the last one. Okay. Now I'm feeling even more guilty because she's doing the shake hug thing with the breast of my chest and I'm enjoying it too much. I'm like, this is uncomfortable. I, I should not be enjoying this. She's kind of cute. So I, this is, I, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let, let go now. <laughs> Okay, let go. Okay, both of you. Okay, great. And I said, I'm, I'm glad you guys are happy. Oh, glad that's great. Okay, great. And, uh, bye bye, Unc. And she calls me Unc. They both call me Unc. <laughs> I'm not your Unc, but I'm glad you're happy. And I realized that that started to happen to me a lot. And it continues to this day. Not with those people, but it continues to this day where I become, have become, and will probably always become the involuntary uncle to people. But I think that just comes with getting a little older and being the kind of person that has a, a kind of personality where people feel that you're approachable. So now what I do is I walk around swinging a sword as I go around places. It gets me arrested a lot, but people don't ask me for advice. <laughs> I do not walk around swinging a sword. I was just making, I was just, <laughs> okay, that was kind of dopey to say, shut up, don't judge me. <laughs> But I realized, uh, even though I was gracious to them, that I, as, as it is now, I, I, I'm, this, this was me, this was maybe 10 years ago or something, 10, maybe 54, now it's in my early 40s. Oh God, it was more than 15 years ago. But, um, but the thing is, it's like, I'm, now I'm a lot more, you know, I'm always gracious on the outside, but I'm not more internally gracious now. I don't mind it as much now. You know what I mean? As you get older, you don't mind it as much now. And, you know, if you get an opportunity to be the involuntary uncle to somebody, you know, just do it, man. Feels good to help people, doesn't it? Of course it does. You know, it feels good. You know what else feels good? Talking to you guys. And you know what else would feel better? 
If you guys would subscribe to this podcast, that would feel fantastic. A lot of you already have. But for those of you that have not, please subscribe to this podcast. You know, what would also feel awesome if you would rate and review this podcast five stars, please. That would feel fantastic. And you know what would feel even better is if you would spread the word about this podcast. Tell anybody you think would enjoy this podcast. And if you see any kind of post about this podcast on social media, please retweet reblog refacebook we re what the hell ever links back to this podcast because we want to get as many people listening and as many plays as possible because i would appreciate that as your voluntary uncle because you i want to be your uncle you dig <laughs> and by being your uncle i, I, I just want to say it means i just want to date your mom <laughs> i'm gonna play me some loud prince song and prince music in the back and then come back out put my pants on <laughs> i just kind of ruined the moment didn't i <laughs> but your mom is cute so give you hook me up i'll be good to you i promise i'll be real good to you even though you're you're a group you're old adults so i ain't gotta tell you just, I, just give me your mother's phone number and shut up you don't even live there anymore you don't you want her to be happy <laughs> much love to you all obviously i'm just kidding with you guys and gals much love to you all i appreciate you coming back to listen to the podcast i appreciate the kind words my friends and I will see you again next time. Much love to you all. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Thomas Show. And you know what I'm going to talk to you about this week? Fix breakers. That's a term I use for a certain type of person that comes into your house that you wish didn't come into your house. I'm going to explain during the body of the show. I want to say thank you for listening. I want to say thank you for coming back. And are you ready to hear the show? Cool. Let's do it. All right, everybody, this is S. Anthony. And uh, as promised in the intro, I'm going to explain to you what a fix breaker is. And I always talk about people that are fix breakers. And to be a fix breaker is the person that comes to your house, they fix the thing you asked them to fix, but they wind up breaking something else. I call them fix breakers. You know what I'm talking about. But there's a difference between the professional repair person. The professional repair person comes to your house. Hello, sir or madam. How may I help you? This, that, and the other. They fix the thing, right? Maybe you needed your light switch fixed. They come in a the house, they have the exact right tools, and they very gingerly take off the screw and another screw. They take the casing off, they go inside, they got the proper tools, bip bop blop, skip bop dee bop bop, and bang, your light socket is fixed. They gently place the thing back on and they put the screws back in gently. And there you go, I'll take the money, they leave, right? They come to the house, want us to fix the windows? Fantastic. They go to the thing, they go to the window, and they, and they very take this out, put that in, put this down, put that glue, this, fix this, that, and all of a sudden your windows are fixed. Yeah. Every time they come into the house, they're fantastic, right? Something's broken, they come in, you give them the bread, they fix the thing, they go away. It's fantastic. You can go on about your day. In fact, they fix things so good, you don't even remember them after they left. You're just so happy you, whatever they fixed is fixed, you forget that they were there. What was that secure? What was that guy's name that fixed the thing? I don't remember. It's in the phone book. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have a young audience is going, phone book? <laughs> look it up google it okay punks back to the story right so you don't even pay attention to that you do oh it's fixed it's great 
And that's the person that comes in and fixes a professional. But sometimes you just don't have money for the professional to come in. Sometimes you got to get someone else to come in. They have some of the skills of the professional. Maybe they were an apprentice to a professional or they just figured out how to do it themselves. Right. They come highly regarded. Other people in the neighborhood, other people, you know. Oh, yeah, I use this guy all the time. And Oh, yeah, you call him. Oh, sure. I could take care of that. And he comes over. Right. But you don't know because sometimes a handy person will come to the house and do a great job and just like the professionals but sometimes you get a fix breaker comes into the house you know what figure for, script skip the fix breaker for a minute i want to give you another illustration if you i think repair people are kind of like cat burglars in the way like the, the ones that are good you know when they do home repairs because if you didn't tell some if you didn't know they were there you wouldn't know they were there because they don't leave any dust dirt scrapes none of that now back to the fix breaker who does leave that stuff comes into the house right always got to engage you in some dumbass story that you really don't want to hear in the first place i don't want to hear this story because and a lot of times they can't actually work and talk at the same time. Let me get this screw here, put the double thing on there. Let me tape this down so there's no electrocution. Let me tell you a long story. It's way too personal that I, should, I shouldn't even be telling you this. It's going to make you uncomfortable. It's actually going to take this 17-minute repair and make it a 45-minute repair as I recount my entire life history. Stuff that I, ooh, I probably shouldn't have said that, but I already did. It's too late. Okay, I'm not going to go back to working. And another thing, let me tell you about my children. In fact, hold on. I'm going to run to the car, get my phone, and then scroll through many pictures of my children when, quite frankly, had I just come and done the job and left, I would have been halfway to my next repair job. But <laughs> here's a picture of my ugly children <laughs> and my wife that's too good for me. As you can see, as I go through the pictures progressively, you can see the look of despair on her face. I, I probably only got about seven or eight more scrolls left, uh, future scrolls left before she drops me and takes the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't cry at repair jobs. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, people. Right? So you go, okay, uh, and you're smart enough. You realize the more you're there watching him because you want to see what he's doing and keep an eye on him. But you can't take the dumb conversation anymore. You can't take it. It's too much. You can't take it. You can't take it. So you go, I'm going to go and take I've got some phone calls. You'll make an excuse. I've got to go to the bathroom. I've got some phone calls. Something where you can get away from him so we can get back to work. You go upstairs and you stand in the bathroom for 10 minutes. You're listening to him. You're hoping he can hear his tool belt being rustled, meaning he's about to leave, right? You come out of the bathroom. He starts yelling up the steps to tell you, oh, I got to make a phone call that's going to take the exact length of time for you to finish that job and get the hell out. Right. You go upstairs, you pretend you're having a phone call. You got right. You got to unplug the phone because you don't want somebody to call while you're pretending to talk on the phone. So you'll know he knows you're lying. So you get another thing, Bill. Another thing. Are you sure you want to keep talking, Bill? I'm almost done. Oh, so we're almost wrapping up, Bill. Oh, man, it's amazing how this fake conversation is going to correspond to the exact amount of time it takes this moron to finish this job. He should have finished an hour ago. <laughs> I'm done. OK, Bill, I'm going to let you go. You come downstairs, light switch is fixed or whatever he's fixing. Fantastic. You shake his hand, you hand him the money. He walks out the house. You're going, man, this was great. When those professionals came and maybe those professionals, maybe those guys were 
overcharging me. They I mean they seem nice, but maybe they were overcharging me because I paid this guy one quarter of what I paid them to do some work. And I, you know what? I'm gonna put his phone number in my phone. I had it on a car where, he, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call him. He's gonna do all my repair work. That was the first work he did in your house. He was still on good behavior. See, the fix breaker doesn't F up your stuff in your house the first time. Oh, no, they don't mess it up the first time. It'll happen on the third or fourth time, right? It's like they always say, when you go out on a date on the third date, you're going to, you know, you and, you and her are going to. Well, it's like that on the third repair with the fix breaker. That's when he decides that you're friends. And because you're friends, he can cut corners a little bit. Go a little fast. Oh, that'll be all right. Don't worry about it. That smoke's going to stop in an hour. You know what I'm talking about, right? And that's when the fix breaker reveals himself to be the evil person he is. Oh, yeah. In an effort to get out of there really, really quickly, he decides he's going to work a little faster than he should. Oh, yeah. Right. And instead of you know, using the tools the right way, he, you know, he, he tries to balance a heavy tool under his arm instead of just because he, he's lazy. He just wanna... We'll be back right after this short break. And now back to the show. Bend down. I don't have to bend down to pick that up. I'm going to balance this heavy, sharp tool under my arm on top of this really brand new refinished wooden floor. <laughs> Boom. What was that? Oh, nothing. I was just trying to move something. Oh, okay. You all right down there? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> He's not good. He now sees the big dent in your brand new wooden floor. Oh. Oh, no. He very quietly slides the lamp over a little bit with his foot. Very slowly slides it over. So you can't hear it. Slides it over, right? It's not much further away than it was. It's not that big of a deal. No, he's not. The homeowner's not going to notice this big giant divot in their floor because, well, I got the lamp over. And by the time they figure it out, it'll be too late. They'll probably blame the kids. (laughs) Let me finish this repair as quickly as possible. Blow this smoke away. They don't know we need to know. I almost started an electrical fire. Almost. <laughs> Let me touch the wall, see if it's hot. It's not. Let me smell it. <laughs> A little smoke detector. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I'm done now. You come downstairs. Oh, fantastic. I'm really glad. I'm, I'm going to give you all the work. I don't need to use those other people. That's fantastic. He walks out the house. You're going about your day. You're sitting there with your spouse and your kids. You're having a great time. You're running around. Don't slide on the floor, Timmy. Okay. <laughs> I don't want you to hurt yourself. (laughs) And little Timmy slides and hits the lamp and it moves over just a little bit. See, Timmy, you you hit the lamp. See, that lamp could have fallen on you. And what is this? You call your spouse over. You both look at it. What is this? I don't know. We just got this floor done. I'm going to call those floor people. No, 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 no. This doesn't look like a, a manufacturing problem because remember when they when they walked out we inspected this entire floor. Wait a minute, how did he slide into this lamp? He slides, Timmy slides on this floor all the time, and he never hits that lamp. Wait a minute, the lamp's a little further from the wall. Hold it a second. When that repair guy was here and I was upstairs, I heard a loud smacking, and he was working. Up. Oh my God. He dropped a tool on this floor, broke the wooden floor, and slid a lamp on top of it. Oh, my God. And then the husband calls him over again. Hey, why don't you come on over? Yeah, I'm not going to beat your ass or anything like that. 
No, not going to do that at all. Not going to punch you, smack you around or anything. Definitely not going to shake you down for the money that's going to cost. It's going to cost about $500 to fix this floor. I'm definitely not going to wait until you come over and confiscate $500 worth of your equipment until you find the money. Definitely not going to do that. I'm definitely not going to call everyone I know and tell them that you're a really, you're not a handyman. You're a fix breaker and they're going to get all up in your booty. I'm definitely not going to do that, punk. I know that was a weird story, but I've been there before. I've had fix breakers come to my house when I lived in Los Angeles. And this guy would come in and fix one thing and break something else. And he'd come back and fix that thing and break something else. It was a chain of, I'm wondering whether this guy was incompetent or whether or not he intended to break things so we'd have a reason to come back like a jealous ex who's trying to wonder you, how'd you get in the house? Oh, I just happened to have 55 keys made. Why are your pants off? I was hoping we could have some sex even though you have a restraining order against me. You know what I'm talking about, that bass. I'm a little angry. But it happened to me, and I let him come back over, and I stood there with him the whole time, and I said, fix this. Okay, it's going to cost, it's going to cost nothing, but uh, you broke it. I know you broke it. You know you broke it. And if you fix this and don't break anything else, we're not going to have a problem. If you don't fix this, we're going to have a problem. And just so we're clear... By problem, I mean, you're probably going to, I don't know, get a letter from my lawyer. Oh, I didn't have a lawyer. He didn't know that guy was an idiot. Oh, OK. Oh, no, need, no need to do that. No, I'm not mad at you. Just fix this and get out. And then he fixed it with me sitting right there, making sure he didn't break anything else. And I walked him to do I didn't even let him touch the door handle because I was afraid he was going to break that. Oh, no, Jack. And he got out of there. And I never let his punk behind near any of my stuff again. You know what I'm talking about. Right? It's almost like he's a dad and the and the, the dents and the scrapes and the stuff in my house were his kids. Right? They were like kids. Hi, I'm the dent on the floor. I'm the scraped window. Hey, you look familiar. You look familiar. My dad's the repairman. My dad's the repairman. We're siblings. Yeah. That's what it felt like. So, folks. I know sometimes we have to save a little money. You know, I'm not a rich man. We have to save money sometimes, right? Right? And sometimes if you know, especially if you if you, you know, if you don't have access to a high level repair person, sometimes you got to get a person that can fix your knickknacks and paddywhacks, you know? But my thing is this, do this. I know that sometimes, it's like I said in the little sketch earlier in this in this podcast, the person talking and talking and talking, I've literally had to say, hey, dude, love talking to you, but I'm in a hurry. I didn't want to be rude, but I was literally in a hurry. And I wasn't going to leave him in the room again because the last thing I needed him to do was fix the stove and crack the countertops. I, I've seen that happen. So when somebody comes into your house to fix your stuff, watch them. Because you never know who's going to be a legitimate handy person or who's going to be one of those devastating fix breakers. And quite frankly, in my opinion, fix breakers suck.
right, everybody. Thank you very much for stopping back. It was great talking to you. We have fun as always. Thanks for the love you've been showing my friends. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you again next time. Take care.